Oh, well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, where you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national soccer team. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. Especially in person, when they play in our city. It's We the People. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Oh, welcome to the Rasta Pod. It's a motherfucking Rasta Pod time. How you feeling, Ty? Happy summer. Still summer. I feel delightful. It's, it, there's a little chill in the air. It's fall, fall, fall cometh. Fall cometh. It's, yeah, it it yeah, will the, come. The, the northeastern United States. It will come time to focus in our intellectual endeavors. Beautiful New Jersey. But for now, it is still time to flourish in possibility, uh, which is summer. I, I, I'd like to have this Rastapod be summer-themed, if possible. Uh, okay. If not, then let's just jump into what people really care about, which is not at all the weather. It's the motherfucking Nats. Uh, everybody probably wants to know who's going to this qualifier versus Costa Rica on Friday. And I'll tell you first and foremost what Ty was referring to is that Ty will be going to this qualifier. It's in <laughs> Red Bull Arena, uh, quite, quite near our, our childhood stomping grounds, would you say? Even a childhood friend of mine played for the, for the uh, Red Bull Academy. So, so close and near and dear to my heart is, is that Shouts team. Shouts to Wanchi. Shouts to Wanchi. Travis Wanchikon, how are you? Shouts to Friend Seminary. This is, uh, this is an exciting time to be a fan of the Nats. Because we're going into qualifiers and everything is crucial. Shall we line them up and uh, get get to breaking it down? Line them up with the summer theme. Let's do it. Can we get it. some puns in here? Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. We'll do our best. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll start with this one. The sun has not yet set on our boy, <laughs> Tim Howard. One Indeed. glove for you. One glove for you. One and a half gloves. The... <laughs> Two gloves barring injury. <laughs> Two gloves barring injury. The man whose head is m- shinier than the sun, Brad Guzan. <laughs> the, man, the man whose tan was made possible by this summer, Nick Ramondo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. Master of scarab magic and enemy of all things summer, Demarcus Beasley. Still a child of summer and will be forever, Matt Beasler. He he looks like he's from Sandlot, Matt Beasler. (laughs) That kind of summer. (laughs) Uh, We got Jeff Cameron, Omar Gonzalez, our boy Omar Galaxy, summer stars, guys, summer stars. Matt Hedges, Eric Lehigh, Matt. Matt. The man who's the <laughs> take man, that one back. <laughs> run that back. The man sure. who's uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, whiter than the summer sand. Tim Ream, Jorge Viafania, who was supposed to just be a summer fling, but turned into a, ro- a long-term romance. And then of course Graham Zuzi. Kellen Acosta, our Pookie baby, starts off the midfield lineups. Paulie Ariola nips in there. Don't burn your nips this summer. Alejandro Bedoya, uh, Michael Bradley, the second son. The second son, Fabian Johnson, 
Dax McCarty, Darlington Nagby, the smile, the smile that, that the smile charmed that, you. That, that causes summer. That's what they <laughs> the teach children. The reason for summer. Yes. Uh, Chris, <laughs> the reason for the season. Our, Mags. <laughs> for the season. <laughs> our rising son, Christian Pulisic. And then uh, this other Christian, Christian Roldan. Uh, forwards, we've got the, the classic, been there, sin, like swimwear, in there, for Mad Long, Josie <laughs> Altador. Uh, we have Clint Dempsey, of course, the deuce, Jordan Morris, uh, Chris Wondolowski, Chris the Miss, uh, nothing, not, no, no pun there, guys, uh, for summer, just Chris the Miss. And of course, lastly but not leastly, uh, don't get lost in the Bobby Woods while you're out there hiking, enjoying summer. <laughs> Folks, that's the lineup. There we, there we have it. That's the lineup. It's a Rastapod. Uh, Ty, it's been a long break since we've gotten to talk to the people. Uh, what were your first impressions upon hearing this lineup? I wasn't particularly surprised by anything. Um, long-time listeners to this show will, will, uh, will know that whenever I see Chris Wondolowski's name on a roster, I want to punch myself in the face repeatedly. I want to claw my but, eyes out. Um, there is, you know... Not a great alternative, I suppose. I mean, I think you, you might make a case for Dom Dwyer based on things that he's done in a U.S. shirt, but if you just look at what they've done in MLS this year, uh, clearly Wando is in, is in better form and, and you know still continues to be himself even into his uh, old age. Um, I'm a little surprised to see someone like Matt Hedges. I thought they might have maybe taken a shot at, at uh, uh, Miazga, or um, maybe an up-and-comer who hadn't been with the group before, but Bruce is is very much playing it safe. Graham frigging Zussi is back in the back in the roster. God I realized something it. about Graham Zussi. I mean, actually. yeah, what did you realize about Graham Zussi? He is a perpetual MLS All-Star because he is a national team player, and he is a national team player because he is a <laughs> perpetual MLS All-Star. Ugh. And then, and then. Ty walked off into the sands and was never seen from again. The person who heard his last words wrote those words down, and those became the Tao Te Ching. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I actually wrote the Tao Te Ching. Long story. It's actually all about Graham Zussi. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck, man. It's just it's just it just continues on, and it's hard to say if it's an underwhelming U.S. pool that brings back folks like Graham Zussi, Chris the Miss Wondolowski, and although I love him, love him to death. Got to put DeMarcus Beasley in that category as well. Oh, oh, yes, of course. I forgot. Sorry. The the absurdity of DeMarcus Beasley's continued inclusion yeah. has we, lost We love to joke here that he knows something yeah. about dark magic that allows him to be healthier and more spry than any other any other player. He, but the reality is he's he's someone's pookie baby. And he's, and you know, him and Bruce have been And he been, probably been eats that like Steve years. Nash diet. Oh, I'm That's sure why he does. he's like so lithe all the time. I'm sure he does, but many people eat the Steve Nash diet. I mean, why not he everybody cannot gets be to... injured. <laughs> he can be. He can. Be, <laughs> he can be briefly stunned like a Pokemon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he cannot be <laughs> truly injured. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got some old timers in here. I don't know. I, you know. I I don't I don't quite know what to make of it. But at the same time, we're not too surprised. And uh, yeah, yeah. And and this not, is not, not a thrilled, weak squad. Not, not thrilled, but th- yeah. not surprised. Right. And this is not a weak squad. Um, no. Let's talk a little bit about the reintroduction of some players we haven't gotten to see 
Because keep in mind, folks, in the last episode of We the People, we were playing in a tournament in which uh, only really domestic players were present, right? So, so players like Dax That's McCarty right. and uh, Dom Dwyer, the aforementioned Sir Dom, got, got great chances and great looks. However, now we have a, the reintroduction of someone like Fabian Johnson and Jeff Cameron. Ty, what mm. do you make of the uh, choices? Who's not here that you thought might have been included? And uh, what do you think of the people who have been included from abroad? Well, I, I wasn't expecting uh, Fabian to make it because he hasn't played for Mönchengladbach um, so far this season. Uh, so I, I thought that um, he would be out with injury. Uh, I was kind of hoping that we might get a surprise, one of the one of the young pups who've been popping up here and there. A little CCV um, in there? I mean, the, the... Yeah, CCV would be tough because he hasn't played much yet. He, he actually just finally got the loan. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll go into detail on we're, all we're these jumping around fishies. a bit, but but first and but, foremost, um, Fabian Johnson is in. That's a surprise to you. What do you think of Jeff Cameron? That's not a surprise. That can't. Be I, a I I am just thanking the thanking Cthulhu that Jeff Cameron exists because he he can do whatever we happen to need uh, in these two matches in the back line, um, and he is on the evidence of the Gold Cup. He's the glue that holds the U.S. defense together. Uh, Absolutely, and, and so I'm. I'm just. I'm just uh, thrilled to see him back in back in action, and he's been playing well um, so far for Stoke. Stoke is always going to be a team that has, you know, some ups and some downs. They're never going to have the most quality, um, but they beat Arsenal this year. There you and, go. And Jeff Jeff was a part of that, um, and he Jeff has played Cameron for the team that he plays for. Defeated Arsenal, Americans. If you're just yeah, getting into this right. sport, you you know it's. It, I don't know if Jeff Cameron gets the credit he deserves for what he's currently doing. I mean, you know, there's yeah, a lot of great a yeah. lot of great players who who uh, who haven't absolutely. found as much success as Jeff Cameron yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, totally. I keep waiting for him to ha- to to make a move um, upward. He seems very um, very settled in uh, at Stoke, and and it seems like you know maybe he's gonna do a couple more years and then come back to MLS maybe for a couple years. But um, I feel like he could make a, he could do a, a, a one or two year, you know, Champions League level um, jump, especially if he was willing to not play every single game. You know, if he was, if he was a uh, squad, squad player for one of the, the larger teams in England, I think he could be a, a really good contributor, especially with his versatility. Um, so he's played in, in midfield, in central defense and at uh, right back, um, Last week, Stoke played a, a five-at-the-back system, and he was the right wing back in that system. Um, so he, he's you know doing well, showing a lot of uh, all, all the qualities that we are familiar with as, as U.S. fans, and, and you know we're going to need him to, to have big games in order to get the results we need. We sure are, especially because uh, in the break, <clears throat> while we were gone, John Brooks goes down with injury. Oh, yeah, so this yeah, is exactly, exactly himself. Our, our fear, man. We, we watched this Gold Cup and we were like, okay, all right, obviously uh, we don't have a great third choice center back. Let's hope for Brooks Cameron. Next right. thing you know, Brooks is down. Ty, what, what, do you know exactly what happened with him and what the deal is and why he's not here? Uh, I didn't see the game where the injury occurred, but it looked like it was a um, kind of leaping uh, injury. Uh, where it, it was like minimal contact or no contact, one of those. 
Ugh, um, those so are the scary, worst. scary moment. When and, you see someone, when for... you see someone just go up for something routine and go down and right, immediately right. call for a sub, that's when you know it's like. Ooh. And we've seen that a little bit from him. I mean, he's he's had his troubles uh, in his young career so far with these you know random muscle injuries. And then what was it with? Was it a back or something in the, one of the one of the recent sets of games where he like landed and we thought it was like career ending? Oh man, yeah. Um, I mean, he's had a couple things that looked like career ending injuries that yeah. weren't, and then he gets yeah, brushed right, and. Right. Goes goes down kind of makes his, you wonder his not body to mention, shape is just yeah, he has a risky yeah not to mention he's he's he was once what out for uh, tattoo pains oh oh right of course of course <laughs> that's right yeah he he, so, he had a uh, dnp due to tattoo yeah, raw tattoo which given is given never the general look. given the general sense i get for the young man's character i do wonder if this is a little bit of like just not maybe taking care of himself as well as he could and uh, if maybe he's facing some of what Josie Altidore has faced in his career and his life, um, where I think, you know, Josie's really trying to make some mature strides and, and I get the sense that Josie is changing things in his personal life to make hmm. himself more uh, durable on the field. And we, we may need to see that from John Brooks if this type of shit continues, especially since we don't really have a better option there. Let's talk about another uh, surprising non-inclusion, maybe, uh, DeAndre Yedlin. I, I kind of thought we'd, we'd see him. Yes, uh, he he was uh, another group, uh, another one of the group who could have made it, um, just like like Johnson, uh, and it, it looks like the injury was uh, was was still present. Um, so yeah, no, Yedlin hasn't featured yet for for Newcastle. Um, there were there were hints that maybe he would be able to make it for this camp, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have to go without our our uh, presumed starting right back, which puts a, a wrench in the the um, lineup plans. But you know, fortunately. I guess <laughs> I was going to say the team is deep. Aside from fullback, the team is deep, um, and the, the, the group is deep. So his, his particular uh, absence will be felt. But I, I would presume that what it will mean is that um, Fabian will, will maybe play one of those um, fullback slots uh, unless they want to be aggressive. You know, they might want to be aggressive at home and, and defensive on the road so they could kind of switch things around depending on right. technically what they're trying to do. So how many games do they have to get through with this roster? Uh, just the two, so we've got uh, the the game against Costa Rica, um, and then they're down in Honduras. Um, I think it's on the Tuesday, and uh, so yeah, the the uh, the way it breaks down, we're we're currently in the the hex, the final round of World Cup qualifying. For those of you who are just um, you know getting getting to know this team and 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 what's going on. Um, World Cup qualifying uh, involves many, many rounds. For us, we only have to play the last two rounds as a big country. We made it through the last round. Now we're in this final round called the Hex, which has six teams. The top three teams go through. The fourth-place team plays a team from uh, Asia to go through to the World Cup. Um, and there are only four games left in the Hex. It feels like it's only just begun. Um, those those losses, uh, the loss we had at Costa Rica a while ago. Uh, what losses? A, what do you mean? I thought we were only memory. two games in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we are, right, we are six games in uh, already. We've got six games in the books, only four to go. So the margin for error is very, very low. The U.S. has eight points. Uh, typically, uh, 14 or 15 points is enough to go through automatically. There have only been a couple teams who have been um, maybe only one team who who's been unlucky enough to to not make it into that top three with 15 points. Um, so that's kind of generally the 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 benchmark. Um, and we have uh, two home games and two away games left. 
So, um, so there's you know very very little margin for error, especially with these home games. Uh, if if we aren't able to come away with a with a, a win in this match, it's going to really put us in a hole. Um, so so critical uh, scenario and um, and and you know very very exciting time for the U.S. I think the absolutely the, the so, media so buildup to... has not been commensurate with the importance of this game. Oh, uh, it, it, it sure it, has not. It is People... absolutely pivotal. People f- are forgetting that this game is happening. And just to cap off the numbers side of things, it, you know, we, we're seven points away. We need to get seven points from four games, right? Not easy. Not well, easy. We, we, don't do, we, don't, we don't do that on We The People. We, the, the, what we need to do is uh, play our best in every single game. And if we do that, we're going to go through to the World Cup. We That's don't, right, we don't see man. The points we, should, we, should, we should one day prove the these present. theories with a We The People youth team. That'd be tight. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, Have all like these that, halftime that, um, subs and shit. The the insane football coach that never punts. <laughs> we'll somehow, Love we'll that somehow guy. force. That's a, right up my alley. <laughs> Moneyball with, money with these seven-year-olds. All right, yeah. so um, not not enough media media hype on this. Guys, did you know this game was happening? Did you know this was going on? Is this podcast popping up on your feed the first reminder that you're getting that the U.S. is playing a pivotal match versus a very good team in New York City, kind of? <laughs> kind of oh, in New York boy. City. Oh, boy. Okay, don't, don't, don't get me started here. I'm going to go on a rant. All right, let's hear it, dude. I want to hear it. What's going on? Hmm. Well, we are I about to see Christian couple... motherfucking Pulisic in, the, yes. in World Cup there qualifiers. Where, why is his face noticed. not everywhere? There are a couple things I've noticed. Um, New York City. So I, I live in uh, North Jersey. I live in um, Bergen County, <clears throat> which is the one of one of the uh, uh, counties closest to New York, where there's a lot of people who commute. And so it's it's very quick for me to get into into New York, and I go in regularly. Um, you will see nothing about this game anywhere, uh, neither in Jersey nor in New York. So I, I haven't seen a billboard or I don't know. Any any sort of like uh, um, buzz, you know, in the way that you you might about a a Mayweather McGregor fight. Not that, yeah, not I was going to raise it. I mean, that, you got to mention it. But, the the event, yeah. the sporting event of the summer, Mayweather McGregor. Right. You right. know. Um. So so I haven't I, I haven't seen a buzz, which I which I really haven't ever, aside from um some of the some of the continental finals like the the Copa America. Last time around, there was definitely some palpable energy. During a World Cup, you can feel some palpable energy. It's about the World Cup. It's not about the U.S., yeah. but, you know, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and right now, there's no energy. Um, now, that said, uh, the, the game is a hot ticket. It's, it's, a, it's really expensive right now. It's like really? over $200 for the cheapest ticket on uh, StubHub. Yeah, so we're talking about, which, a, we're talking about like a, a premium sort of audience and a... a, a Not quite elite, but I want to say, like, it's a small group of people, a subculture that really desperately wants to participate in this, while the culture at large is not really tuning in. That's my read as well. Yeah. That it seems like, like, you know, it hasn't yet spilled over into the population at large, but everybody who likes U.S. soccer in the area... You know, wants to be at this match. You know, and 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 so that's that that comes through when there's only twenty thousand seats, and uh, there are maybe many times that amount who would like to have tickets. That's how you end up with two hundred dollars tickets. Now, maybe we've just gotten to that point where, even though it's still a small subculture, uh, it's grown enough that that it's not so accessible anymore. That in in major cities like New York City, you know, it's going to be hard to get to that game. You're going to have to 
pay a chunk of change. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and I like that. I mean, I think that's that is an important step. I don't I don't know what kind of number the game will do on TV. You know, is there a Polisic effect yet where there's a bump when he plays? I, I think I, there, will sure. be a, I there, there will be a Polisic effect for the second game. They fucked up the marketing for this. Uh, Polisic, maybe, maybe. you know, if he doesn't shit the bed, he'll, the, the, he'll excite everybody. And I think there will be a Polisic effect for game two. But the thing is, okay, so the, the Polisic effect. I feel like um, I've, I've definitely had more conversations about U.S. soccer in the last six months than I have before because people, you know, either like realize that I'm a fan. It's kind of a part of my identity that, that people get to know, Oh, I do this podcast, yada, yada. Yeah. And we're famous on the internet. So, you know, people recognize us on the street all the time. So people break it out and, and this is the thing that they know about, about the team, you know, is that we have this kid. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's cool. That is real progress, but it's, it hasn't yet progressed to the point where let's see, what would be, what do you what do you think is like the ceiling of Polisic's fame within within the next year? Like within the going next into year? World Cup and 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 post the, World Cup. The ceiling scenario is if he trades to a major club somehow. Well, he's already at like the seventh or eighth most major. But that's club. what I'm saying is the the yeah. the the. the, the utmost hype and he couldn't play himself into more hype than getting traded to Liverpool. You know what I mean? Right. Unfortunately, I I mean, you know, I mean, love, I'm, I, I love it, all of you Liverpool fans who follow us, but uh Dortmund and is is a bigger so a similarly large club to Not in the States. To, to not in the States. Not in the, in the States, States. Liverpool yeah, is a bigger true. club. If he went to Real Madrid, but even if he did go to Real Madrid, I mean how many people know of Cristiano Ronaldo here? You know, like I'm thinking more in terms of like Olympians or something like uh, Phelps. So Phelps, Phelps, probably the most famous American Olympian at this point. Something like that. Is that is that something that that Polisic could aspire to to, you know, reach? Uh, I, if, think, if yeah, I think, yeah, I think I think a better be example is maybe Mia Hamm, you know. Mia Hamm. Sure, sure. Okay, I think, and I, I love think it. He can, Everybody knows Mia Hamm. I think yeah. that's a more. That's that's probably what he's going for. I mean, Mia Hamm is, it it, that's even too even, for, even for Pulisic, that's too much hype. I would say, <laughs> but but yeah, totally <laughs> Mia Hamm. T- like that's what he yeah, should be going yeah. for. Well, we're talking ceiling, so we're not we're not comparing. I'm just the I'm making a roundabout point that. It, it you know he hasn't reached uh, the 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 requisite Q score that people are like dropping everything to go watch him play because he's playing at Red Bull Arena you know like right. non non soccer fans are not in a, in a way that like when Beckham came uh, the first time that that the Galaxy sure, played sure, yeah. the Red Bulls after Beckham came that that uh, they sold out Giant Stadium it was like it was like a New York you know area event. So the goal for and him is at what point? I feel that there's that magnitude here, but sure the ticket prices do indicate a different level than than we typically would get. I mean, the the I, I can't speak to World Cup qualifiers because I really haven't played any in this area. Um, but for friendlies, I mean, they're they're lucky if they actually do sell out Red Bull Arena a lot of the time for these friendlies. So, um, so it, it's interesting, and I'm I'm curious to see how the crowd composition is and. Um, you know how how intense the crowd is. Like, well, the, sure, ticket, yeah. do the ticket prices. There's lots indicate... of different types of U.S. game crowds, yeah. man. There's all yeah. different flavors. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. And and I'll, I, my final uh, point. This is a very tangential point, but I'll just make it because maybe someone will care. Um, <laughs> the game is in New Jersey. This this game is being played in New Jersey. 
And and I'm, I'm tired of, of states, the, cities in states funding Stadia, and then teams coming here and claiming that they are playing in the neighboring metropolis, not the st- not the town that paid to have the stadium Interesting. Built so this is there. related to the way in which I referred to Red Bull Arena as in they're playing in New York, kind of. Yes. They're playing so, in the New York area. Eh, but it's not New York. It's not New York. They're so playing they in Harrison, New Jersey, which is a part of the New York area. And it I in 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 my humble opinion as a a, a New Jerseyan, converted New Jerseyan, um, it's insulting to New Jersey to say they're playing in New York. It's the first World Cup qualifier in New York, etc. It is not. It's just physically not in New York. You could say it's, <laughs> it is in the New York area, but it. What it. I. I. In my opinion, it. It. It denigrates the other places. So, like you know, um, I think you. It. It's. It's unfair. I think it's unfair. I loves you, New York. I loves you forever, and I love all all my people in New York. But it is a little bit like shouts shouts to New Jersey for housing red, you know, the Red Bulls for for this long, and and for being for really being a major part of soccer culture in general. I mean, think about the soccer players coming from New Jersey. You know, think about yeah, absolutely. There, it's a huge. All, it's a huge like soccer the goalkeeper. State. The goalkeeper right. dynasty yeah. out of New Jersey is like out of control. Right, right. Um, and, not to and, mention you know, what New was, Jersey has yeah. done for the Italian national team. Yeah, right, right, right. At least <laughs> one guy. So, so there, you know, the the World Cup winning uh, U.S. women's team, I think, was four or five players from Jersey as well. It's always been a hotbed of U.S. soccer, and and yeah, to me, I think I think they should own that and and let that be a part of it. It's great to be in playing a qualifier in the New York area. It's the first qualifier in the New York area. And it's great to play in New Jersey in front of all of our New Jersey loving That's soccer right. fans. There it is. And, and the, the one thing that actually is relevant, and there's the reason why this might be on our podcast and, and not get cut, <clears throat> um, is that the gravity of New York is a big thing. And so it feels like, like every so often uh, a player like Pulisic is going to end up here. Like every couple of years, Messi plays here, for instance. Um, in the New York area, uh, and I think we'll be able to to use that as a barometer of his uh, his like cultural reach right. when a city that's that uh, that active, that busy, that distracted actually gives a damn that this guy's in town. Right, right. <laughs> like when people when people are are like really actively and loudly looking forward to it, and there's advertising and and all this stuff. So hopefully that that increases over time. And if he has a good World Cup next year, I mean, sky's the limit. Absolutely. A couple special mentions it. from this roster before we move forward to previewing our uh, our qualifier versus Costa Rica. Dax McCarty, congrats, man. He basically we need a backup for Bradley. You're that guy. God forbid. Thank you for being here. I don't expect Dax to to play a starting role or a huge role. All if if everything goes according to plan. But uh, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done over the past few months, clawing his way into this side and and really kind of showing his maturity and and rising to the top during that Gold Cup a little bit. Congrats, Dax McCarty. Uh, Darlington Nagby, let's get a little hype train going. Uh, this man, this man is becoming, in my opinion, uh, one of the 
one of the foremost leaders on this team and, and kind of tone setters for the way in which this team plays. And I think this qualifier is a huge, huge opportunity for him. Uh, in the vein of Dax McCarty, Christian Roldan, congratulations. Uh, not, has not on this show passed our eye test of great players. Uh, is not what we would call a World Cup winner. Nevertheless, congratulations for being here. And it must be cool for Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris to both be here together. That is cool. Any imagine, other? Imagine having your bestie, like, both making it to the Nats. Dude, so sick. At the same sick. time. That'd be awesome. So sick. Um, they're very cute together on Yeah, Insta. man. They, they, got yeah. A, they got a great thing going on. You, you like to see that. You like to see that. Uh, Congratulations and, and to I think to, to speak to those players who you highlighted in the center, I think the only real um, uh, miss is that there's, there's not much deputizing for Mr. Polisic. And, you know, it, it really feels like if, if he's not on his game or he's not ready to go uh, in one of the games that, that we're going to have a big problem generating um, chances, you know, because you, you, you might be able to see uh, Nagby filling that kind of role, you know, maybe Ariola, maybe Bedoya, but none of them has the uh, incisiveness that, that Pulisic does in the threat. Christian Pulisic is, is you know, we'll, we'll never replace that, obviously, but... I mean, right, we could right. ever, but we're not going to replace it in this squad. Anywho, right. uh, maybe we should do a little, uh, you know, who are these people? Oh, terrifying sights and sounds all around me. I am shaken to my core, and I turn to my brother, Ty, the web designer, and I say, dude, who are these people? Costa Rica, <laughs> our our second our second rivals essentially uh, the 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 definitively third best team in Concacaf, um, but a third best team that is constantly you know knocking on the door and 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 threatening our uh, uh, status as the second best team, <laughs> um, and uh, namely they have they have uh, Kaylor Navas uh, the Real Madrid goalkeeper no who big you have to put as the best goalkeeper in the region when i was thinking about that i was realizing like yeah it's true that a great goalkeeper is just not going to change your team all that much like it's great it's it's awesome to have a great goalkeeper but it's not as big of a plus as having a great striker or something maybe you disagree but um, Uh, it doesn't scare me yeah if you're going to choose gareth bale Right. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Kaylor exactly. Navas, yeah. you choose Gareth Bale. Choose an average Real Madrid player. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so but Kaylor Kaylor, excellent uh, excellent goalkeeper and the their team is very deep, very strong, um very tactically astute. They play uh, a couple of different systems. Sort of uh the the trademark in the past couple of years has been the the three at the back. Um but they they transition very easily between systems depending on the uh, situation. They pretty much have their first choice uh, team assembled, um, aside from Joel Campbell, who who is uh, out through injury. I'm quite grateful for that. Ooh, um, thank God. But the the amount of attacking talent they have anyway is still is still pretty impressive. What's that um, other guy's name? Good European experience playing through well. the middle, uh, kind of Dempsey-ish touch. Yeah, Ruiz. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, Watch De- out. Dempsey's former teammate, the Watch bro out. at 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 Fulham. Um, so so yeah, they have they have plenty of talent. Uh, they can hurt you, and they are smart. Most of all, that's that's what I really like about their team is that they play, um, they play a collective game. They play a very uh, disciplined game most of the time. Um, and you know, I'll, I will caution U.S. fans who um, 
who might have watched the game that we played uh, in Dallas against them in the in the Gold Cup. At Cowboys um, there Stadium. They're probably only going to be at the Cowboys Stadium. Uh, there are only going to be maybe five starters from that team. Um, I haven't done the analysis, but something along that those lines. Um, who are actually in the lineup for for Costa Rica in this match? It'll you got to say, very looking over this look. roster, there's a few more than that. Uh, you know, crossing over from our Gold Cup roster for us. Precisely. Uh, so the the, which is the, not the what gap is, is different. Yes. We d- it's not what I expected. We discussed this. Thought maybe it was closer to half and half. Not mm-hmm. so much. Not so Euro much. verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. yeah half and half well, abroad and it, it, versus in the MLS. Let's say. Well, let's see. So from maybe we'll just briefly go from the from the Gold Cup kind of lineup that they settled on, uh, and who are the upgrades who are coming in? Certainly, certainly Jeff Cameron is going right. to be so an upgrade. We, so we have an upgrade in. there. Uh, yeah. Essentially, they, the same if you count the we're going to count the inclusions, the late inclusions in the Gold Cup. Tim Howard, sure, sure, yeah, uh, exactly. Michael Bradley, right? So then we yeah, probably yeah. still have Viafania, uh, but Fabian yep. Johnson, I would argue, should be back there. But we're probably still going to have Demarcus Beasley. Yep. Yikes! Oh, God. God Yikes. damn it! It's probably going to be I, Galaxy Cameron. Fuck. Zussi Viafania. Yuck. It's going to be Galaxy Cameron Zussi Viafania. Zussi Viafania. It's gross. Oh, boy. So oh, one boy. upgrade there. Midfield, it's going to be, it's got to be Acosta Bradley to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nobody's come, nobody has come in who would displace Acosta, as we discussed coming out of the Gold Cup. There isn't, there's no white horse. Yeah. And then <laughs> I would say, I would say Christian Pulisic and uh, Nagby slash Johnson. So a, a, a full-on upgrade in Pulisic and a 0.5 upgrade in having the option of Nagby and Johnson. Right, right, right. Um, or I suppose you use Johnson as a fullback and then Nagby. Which is what um, I would like to do, but why? I don't see it happening. But the, 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 the trouble is if they do Acosta Bradley and they want Pulisic to play in the middle, that's kind of awkward. It, that, that, that would lend itself to a, to a three-man midfield with three up top. But three up top is kind of hard with the forwards that we have. I guess. So I'm going to give it a one point of given Pulisic and just various options without having to have it all figured out. Let's do a 1.5 upgrade on midfield. So we have a full on one in defense, 1.5 in midfield. And then in forwards, uh, it's the same. I guess Bobby Wood. Point, Ood. point five upgrade in Bobby Wood. Ood is an upgrade over Agadello. Yeah. He's he's the, the better version of Agadello, I would say. Yeah, but he doesn't affect necessarily the starting lineup because we're going to see Josie, we're going to see Dempsey subbed in. Right. And then right, I right. suppose as that third option for wing, if, you, if it's three up front or, yeah, something like that, you have Morris and Wood now instead of just really only right, having Morris right. as that So it's option. really on the order of, like, three or three and a half players, which yeah. is, from the looks, from my initial look, I definitely didn't perceive. Uh, but that is kind of scary. That's scary, man. That's scary. We, One of we those spent players that whole is, gold is cup being like, yeah, it's our weak squad. It's our yeah. weak squad. Right, but it's right, not. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. our squad. Pa- papering over some cracks. You know, it took a, a, uh, it took a freak goalkeeper injury against Jamaica's B team to beat them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you know, as we said, coming out of the Gold Cup, uh, it's great to win a trophy. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's everything, and it doesn't mean that it's nothing. It just is what it is. Um, and, you know, hopefully the, the, the squad, uh, the, those, those three and a half can make an outsized uh, difference, which I, I, I very well believe that they can, given the quality of those, those, those folks. So I'm expecting a really, really tough, uh, tight match. 
I don't think Costa Rica will, will give up easily. I think the building uh, is not going to give us as much of an advantage as other places. Um, Why is that? It's, it's, uh, it's small. I mean, Red Bull Arena, it, it's, it's a very, um, very tight, compact stadium and they did a good job that there's the the roof that keeps the noise in which is one of these like new innovations so it can get loud um but i just i don't see it generating uh the the kinds of atmosphere that that you get in some in some other cities and i also uh you know the costa rican population around here is is very heavy um so i'm anticipating plenty of uh costa rican fans yeah, it's always interesting to um, so see, we'll see how that how that percentage breaks down of who the fans really are going to these games. You know, right, who, right. Who, who does it matter to most, <laughs> folks? Uh, we've been gone a long time. It feels like we got a Oof. we got some mail. My my voicemail is kind of backing up yep. a little bit, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to address that later on in the episode. Maybe mm-hmm. try to clear that out, right. clear that voicemail out. Uh, but, you know, in, in the time that we've been gone, quite a bit has gone down, has it not, in the realm of, uh, in the realm of our fishies. Do you hear the sound? Welcome to the Fishy Report, Fishy Report, welcome to the Fishy Report, Woo! Welcome to the Fishy Report, it's everybody's favorite segment in our little pod, our little potty pod, in which we discuss the fishies from around the world, who are growing up before our eyes. So as we're, as we're building into what could be a very monumental game for the U.S. Uh, senior Nats... What are, the, what are the little fishies doing? What are the little guys doing? Oh, the little guys. So it's the beginning of the European season, which brings with it great hopes, great, great, uh, great anticipation about, about how our, our young players will do. Um, I'll start with the, the lead story is always going to be Mr. Pulisic, who uh, started the season in the, the um, German Super Cup, which is the sort of charity shield community what do they call it community sh- something or other that that the the game they play at the beginning of the year before the season starts um so they played <laughs> uh they played Bayern Pulisic stripped um Javi Martinez of the ball and slotted away ignoring a wide open Aubameyang uh nice. and scored Dortmund's first goal of the season um then in the next week he proceeded to score Dortmund's first goal of the Bundesliga season uh with a tremendous right-footed strike from from uh the the edge of the area uh surprise wow. hit where he was not uh it, it was not an obvious spot to shoot but he saw the angle um and the those those two moments you know they're they're very important goals he also had a um uh, assist uh, late in that game to to oba um and then in the last game which was last weekend he had five or six shots i think he, he might have had three or four on goal um, and and didn't manage to score, but was was lively and dangerous in another um, Dortmund win. Sure, and so. just from what I'm what I'm hearing from from afar, uh, it really seems like there's a lot of um, upheaval at yes. Dortmund. A lot of moving. You know, Dembele's gone now, and it's, <clears throat> things are kind of just shifting around. A lot of players' futures are uncertain. That's right. And Pulisic seems to have really just steadily. I mean, we forget Pulisic has is now on his third coach at Dortmund. Yeah. Is that, so, so he's and he's sort had of, a yeah. very steady yeah. kind of kind signed of. under. He's had Klopp. a very yeah. steady yeah. rise, you know that right. that he he seems unaffected by all these things going on around him, and uh, you know he's he's building up. I I hesitate to say he's going to replace Dembele because I don't think he will, but I think the Christian Pulisic thing that he's been doing will continue to grow, and it really has the feeling of of kind of taking root 
in the Dortmund ecosystem because he just doesn't seem he seems to just continue to grow slowly and steadily. Yeah, for sure. He he is uh, astounding in his in his uh, consistency, um, given his age, and he he has just you know stepped up every every time. And they've they've done a good job. I mean, you can tell how adept they are at at bringing youth players in. Um, and you you see their their alumni uh, all over Europe in in top squads everywhere, um, and and they they clearly know what what the steps are to take with a young player. Um, yeah, so holding they've, him they've back, him playing him just long. on the wings for yeah, a long time, exactly. and now they're, and, now it's yeah. obvious they're telling him you got to you know go for it, be more aggressive, right, right, right. you know be a little bit more selfish, and and that's going to change the way fans react to him. It changes his role on the team a little bit, but I believe in him, and I think he can do it. I think he can carry that. Yeah, I mean, um, I you know for for the first time, I feel like it, this is not a dream. You know, it's just it's it's he's not going to suddenly just get benched for ten weeks in a row or something. It's right. He he is really developing into a key tool for them, and they've even brought in um, they brought in uh, Yarmolenko, uh, the Ukrainian player, I believe, um, and Maximilian Philip, a, a, a fine uh, German winger. Um, uh, and so, you know, even even losing Dembele, there will be plenty of competition for places this year with Pulisic, and if he's able to uh, to to maintain that that slot, it'll be extremely impressive. But I'm I'm, I'm hoping for uh, I'm hoping for just that that shift in role to to continue. Um, and the new coach is a very interesting factor because um, Peter Bosch is uh, no known for his sort of. Um, Willingness to to use minutes on on young players from his time at Ajax, and uh, has has shown that that reputation to be uh, true here as well. So high high hopes for the season. Um, another who else? Who fishy, else? Who else? Another fishy Other with a, a new Other coach uh, is um, is Weston McKinney, who is at at Schalke. Your boy. He Schalke. Um, Schalke America. Schalke America. Schalke America has had one one player sent back to the youth team, Haji Wright, but uh, McKinney. Has stayed firmly with the first team. Um, he got uh, late late minutes in Schalke's opener, which was a win against Abel Leipzig, and um, uh, which was a, a big surprise win given that that Leipzig was so yeah. good. Yeah, um, I'm surprised last to hear year. That. Yeah, and and basically the role that he played uh, was they brought him on in about the 75th minute. They were up two nothing. They had him nominally play center forward, but his role was basically to chase people around. And um, and he had he had sure. a couple good good dribbles uh, and a and a couple good uh, you know pressure situations where he was able to um, you know f- contribute to turnovers and 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 all. It's of not that, a bad so. way to use a young man, right? You've yeah, got, you've got it, some tired center backs right, back there. Right. You just you're trying to see a game out against a strong opponent. Exactly. You just put him in there. Hey man, buzz around. Atomic like, don't, ant. Don't give him yes, anything right, easy. Right, Nothing right. easy. Nothing easy. Exactly. So so that was interesting, and it's it's kind of cool that they're they would um, you know. Uh, find that it, it, it's cool that they have a tactical role that they can put him in aside from just being, you know, the backup defensive midfielder, which is not, not going to be called upon uh, super often. Um, so the, the, the last game they were losing and he did not see the field. So it looks like that's kind of going to be the, the pattern this year. He'll, he'll probably right. play the cup matches and he'll be, um, he'll be a sub uh, to either, you know, hold a draw if they want to hold a draw or, or preserve a win. Um, right. Every club's got a slot for a player who they're playing because they're they hope that this player can develop into what they want them to be. Yeah, exactly. So that exactly. it's it's the slot where it's like it's just upside. That's we're right. We're just gonna get we're just gonna get upside from this kid. Come in, do, you know, bang in some 
some simple crosses if you're Christian Pulisic or, or if you're Wesson, uh, uh, Wesson McKinney. Come in and, and just harass these defenders for a while or play this cup match, you know, just upside. No, no pressure, the, but we want, we want you to play. We want you in here. And, and, and it's, it's a limited window. You know, you see players get that opportunity, become, fill that slot for a club, and there's only a couple ways it can go in a few years. Right. You're right. either playing for the club or you're not right. after that. You don't get that slot forever. So we'll right. see what Wesson McKinney can do with it. That's right. And uh, what scares me a little bit is that um, Schalke has a English-language Twitter account. And on this Twitter account... All they do is talk about Weston McKinney. And it, mm. it reminds me of how much Weston McKinney is a, uh, an emblem, a, an, a, a marketing tool for, for Schalke in their stated ambition of breaking into the U.S. market. And it gives me yeah. the fear that he's not as good as they are making him out to be because they just want Americans to watch them as long as he's competent. Um, right. So, so, right. so that's a fear. Uh, but it, it, it's also uh, it's also a very interesting development because our our young players are becoming commodities, and and we're uh, I'll I'll, I'll actually uh, yeah I'll swing over to the U seventeens real quick. U seventeen World Cup starts in October. Uh, we have a, a really interesting um, group, including playing the first match of the tournament against the hosts uh, India, and um, the the under seventeen uh, American players are not allowed to sign in Europe unless they have a family connection with the EU. I can't remember if you need a passport or not. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but you're not allowed to sign until you are 18. Um, and so huh. the so the the stars of that U17 team, namely um, Josh Sargent, uh, won't be able to actually sign yet. Otherwise, he might have already signed. And what the Weston McKinney situation is indicating to me is that those players are going to get, you know, they're they're going to start getting the start getting fair looks because the the clubs right. are, are realizing because that they're so much of an asset. Yeah, as you said or, about or upside, even sometimes even more unfair upside. looks, and that's yeah. In in uh, a fair amount of looks is a few unfair looks from time to time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and maybe Weston getting McKinney some breaks is, getting is part of, of fairness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 U.S. prospects have suffered so long. For being for Man. being the, the you know the the football loving yokels, um, <laughs> and and you know we've heard plenty of stories come come out of you know guys even like Josie uh, as recently as you know five years ago being in Europe and and um, being being pilloried for being an American or being distrusted for being an American, uh, leaving aside like actual racism which is ridiculous um, and awful. Sure. But um, you know the the just looking at it from a cultural perspective, someone like Dempsey. Quite obviously, one of the better strikers in the league, get, getting benched every every fall when a new coach comes in and just decides, eh, I don't know, I like this Brazilian guy better. And then you know the the Brazilian guy step overs his way back to the bench, and and <laughs> and the coach realizes that Dempsey needs to be involved again. Um, what a lovely image. So yeah, it's 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 changing. <laughs> It's, 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 this the is landscape a is a little moment, different. But it, he he did he did it very gracefully. Yeah, he, <laughs> they hauled him off in the 18th minute, but it was. And he just step over his way off the feet. He yeah. step over his way uh, all the way home, all the way um, home back so, to his wife so, and kids, uh, folks. The the U17s are going to benefit from this um, this this Absolutely. newfound uh, marketability. 
Um, and and we'll see if that if that starts you know applying uh, further up the chain as well. Um, and and some of the other you know uh, sort of uh, early twenties. Uh, players are are having mixed mixed fortunes. Guys like Emerson Heinemann ha- hasn't been able to find a move uh, yet from from Bournemouth, and it doesn't really look like he's going to be too involved. Um, CCV has has finally, at long last, gotten the loan. Uh, he's going to be in the in the championship yeah. this year at um, Sheffield United, uh, which which will be a great experience for him as long as he's able to to actually get some minutes there, and he's not just sitting on the bench somewhere else. Um, you know, per, from from what we've seen, we've seen him play in a U.S. shirt uh, probably 20 times at this point. Um, so we know we know quite a bit about him. Um, but but it feels like he he still might be distrusted in Europe because of his lack of actual competitive matches for for Tottenham. So absolutely. Um, so so let's do one more fortunes. rando. Who's a rando fishy for the peeps? Uh, you know, just just kind of so one more little little. Tasty morsel for their ear holes. I'll give you the tasty morsel of Lyndon Gooch. Gooch! You, you got a care package you, for you, baby. You may forget, Gooch, Gooch was last year's McKinney, where he was, he was coming through, suddenly getting minutes uh, in, the, in the Premier League, um, playing in a weird position. <laughs> Gooch, nominally a, uh, a, a winger for, for the U.S. Um, youth national teams, who was asked to play defensive midfield. Um, for for Sunderland last year, um, Sunderland was relegated last year, which has turned out to be quite a good thing for for Gooch, who looks to be poised for more time this year and uh, did really well in a cup match. Um, recently, scored a goal and, and assisted another. Um, so it looks like he's gonna he's gonna actually get a chance to 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 impress with uh, Sunderland this year, and if they're able to find success, maybe ride that into a a, a more permanent job um, next year with them or otherwise, um, you know, burnish his resume for a further move to to a larger club in the future. Excellent. Excellent. Folks, the game will be on Friday at Red Bull Arena at a certain time uh, and on a certain TV channel, which I did not look up. To be inserted later in post. <laughs> to be inserted later <laughs> by, by Swami Jurgen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need you, Swami Jurgen. We need you. Attention, please. The match will occur at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And... It will be broadcasted by ESPN as well as Univision. All right, Six, uh, maybe we should jump into PM. a little, just just a final wrap up, uh, building up into this qualifier. Maybe we should do a little hopes <sighs> and fears. Got a fear. All right, what's your fear? Nil nil draw. Oh, gross. Oh, nobody watched be, anyway. A nil nil draw so that no one watched anyway. It would be anyway. so fitting um, for for the U.S. to be stymied by the the, the packed in compact defense of, of Costa Rica. Maybe a couple nice Kaylor Navas saves saves have a have a frustrating outing and uh, just be so close to winning the match, but not win the match. And the U.S. media will will you know will consider this just another another event. Um, another another match, but if we draw this match, it's a huge problem because huge we only deal. have two home games left. They're they're crucial opportunities to get points, 
Uh, and and this is one of those games that year after year in the hex we win this match. Um, and and you know we we tend to lose the one down in Costa Rica, uh, which is why the, you know that that loss in and of itself wasn't as as um, damaging as it would be for us to drop points here. But a draw is two less points than we would be used to getting, and two points can make all the difference. So it must be three points in this match. And and uh, you know don't uh, ignore the non hype. This, this is a big one. <laughs> yeah, ignore one. the lack of hype. Ignore the silence. This is as big or bigger than the Azteca match. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. It is. This is huge, guys. And and let's look on the bright side. This is an opportunity for the U.S. to to make an impact and to to have a statement win. I think more realistically, we uh, sort of scrape out of here and and continue papering over the major problems of this of this team until, you know, knockout rounds of a potential Russia in which we immediately get eliminated. <laughs> However, that's not what I'm hoping for. And I'll yay. say this, too. I have a, uh, yay. Go <laughs> Go Good job doing that podcast for two years. Uh, however, I will say this, and this is a this is this is this is this will put a leave us on a good note, put a good taste in our in our ear holes, if you will. Mm. Uh, I hope that Clint Dempsey breaks the fucking record against Costa Rica. I hope Clint Dempsey comes in late, you know, 70th minute maybe as a sub, impact sub, scores and breaks the record for all-time goals of all time ever. All-time goals by an all-time person of all time. <laughs> From a all-time rad all-around guy. I love that stat. That I think you mentioned it on one of the Gold Cup shows. So he's like the third leading active scorer. Is that right? And, and, in uh, international duty yeah, behind yeah. Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's crazy. I mean, as I discussed the first time I mentioned that, it's it's skewed because U.S. sucks. Uh, we're right, we're right in the that zone where like he can score, but we need him to score. Right, you know? right, right. Well, uh, so so very very briefly, We got to get out of here. But Clint Dempsey is on absolute frigging fire with Seattle. Uh, so so there could be the the wrinkle that he's too good not to start that he's a he's a 60 minute you know 65 minute guy not a 30 minute guy um and and they they need to let him start um which which is scary as you just hinted at that that we're still relying on a 35 year old so heavily but but it's great if he can if he can you know help us just bridge that gap just get us to freaking russia and then you can you can go fish again um, absolutely, absolutely. You can have all the barbecue you want, Clint. <laughs> I agree completely, guys. We can criticize. We criticize as much as we can. We look for ways in which we can improve the U.S. culture. But when that whistle blows, I want Clint Dempsey to 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 score. And if he's starting, I want him to play his absolute best. And if he's starting, I'm happy for him because I'm a U.S. fucking fan. Go Josie. And that's the deuce. Go and Wando. I love that guy. I love that guy. You know what? I go Zussi. Uh, I, I, I quite like it when Gozuzi, I guess. I quite like it when... <laughs> yeah, right. Our tone changes. Uh, Zuzi, yeah! <laughs> I knew it. I knew he would have a good game. <laughs> being a fan of Graham Zuzi feels to be like being a fan of like ACDC. <laughs> current fan. It's being a fan of an ACDC cover band. Zuzi! <laughs> Ugh, jeez. No, I don't like ACGC. Why? I got nothing. I just like the cover band. <laughs> I do like the cover band. <laughs> well, I don't like Marcelo, but I do like Zussi, yes, though. Right, right, right. Uh, I, 
the I Marcello like... experience, Graham Zussi. <laughs> <laughs> I, quite, I quite like it when, even though it's a cheap bottle of wine, it's still got a cork. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to do the whole thing. I want to go through the process of, of, you know, screwing the thing in and make pop. It's like pop. Swirl it around. Serve it to your Uh, I really, I really enjoy, I used to hate it. Now I enjoy talking to uh, my close friends and family over the phone. You know, you got to stay close to people. Uh, And I love me some Dairy Queen for time to time. Shout out to us on Twitter at WTP pod Dairy Queen. But I don't love any of that shit. As much as I absolutely love the Nats. Come on, boys. Let's go, boys versus Costa Rica. Make New Jersey proud. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Clayton, this is uh, Bob uh, Bradley. Just wanted to give you give you a call. I think it's the best podcast probably since the 2010 uh, World Cup. I just wanted to let you know I was headed to the bank the other day with my son, Mikey, to cash in my Swansea City check. I was telling him about this great podcast that I uh, found. I told him, you got to check it out. Because I love a gnat, you love a gnat, and they love a gnat too, you know. So uh, it's funny and informative, just like an empty bucket midfield. They're not so offensive. Mikey replied that uh, now he's got the bad schnitzel from last year out of his system. Hey, check it out. I replied that uh, one of the two hosts does a good job, and that if you like the pod, uh, I tend to some of the uh, Egyptian cotton that I've saved up. Keep you up, the good work, boys.